Hey, peoples, welcome to another episode of Rock the Boat OKC, where we talk to the people who are unafraid to do the thing that rocks the boat in their own life. Now, before I introduce our next guest, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Paper Pages Bookstore. In this day of automation and impersonal service, it's refreshing to connect with our local businesses like Paper Pages. If you love the feel and smell of a real book in your hand like I do, you need to visit Paper Pages Bookstore. It's just a short drive north on Highway 74, and you can step into a world of imagination and infinite possibilities. The owner, Karen Payne, would love to talk books with you, and once she knows what kind of books you like to read, she can make the perfect recommendation for your next book. They also have a book and wine club, a kids book club, a book swap, a gardening club, and activities for young children. If you're nostalgic for the days when we got to know our local businesses, you can reconnect at Paper Pages in downtown Crescent. And be sure to let them know you heard about them on Rock the Boat OKC. And so now I would like to introduce to you Sarah Payton, the owner of Tailwaggers Mobile Dog Grooming. Welcome, Sarah. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You are very welcome, and it is our pleasure. <laughs> so I guess the first question would be, how did you get into dog grooming? Well, funny story, uh, several years ago, uh, my boyfriend Jeff and I came into possession of a couple of Maltese dogs that required a lot of grooming. Are they like long hair, those mop type dogs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they have long white hair. And uh, they were uh, always kept up by his mom. That's who we got them from. And uh, so I wanted to keep them up as well and found out quickly they required a lot of bathing and brushing and and so forth. And so I started trying to do that at home and realized I needed uh, to learn a little bit more about how to keep their coats looking nice. So I was also looking for something else to do besides what I was doing at my job or maybe a side gig. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that was, you know, just more pleasant to do. Something a little bit creative. Yeah. You know, something like that. So I was experiencing some job burnout. Right. So I started going to school on the weekends and um, grooming my dogs and friends and family's dogs. And kind of enjoyed that. And then at some point I was at my vet's office and I ran into two ladies that had their own mobile dog grooming business. And my vet mentioned to them I was in grooming school and they uh, said you know you should really think about going into mobile dog grooming there's a lot of business out there there's a lot of um, opportunity and um, it's been a really great business for us they were too busy to even take on new clients at that time so I started looking into it and um, I found out how much it would be to get a trailer and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and I just kind of took a leap of faith nice yeah that's awesome yeah. I love when people take leaps of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and so I've learned how to drive a trailer. and Nice. That's been scary. <laughs> I should right. say pull a trailer. And, um, and But those ladies have been my mentors ever since, and they uh, were really kind enough to meet with me and talk to me about the ins and outs of their business and how that's to go so about cool. setting it up, and, and um, that's been invaluable. And they, you know, encouraged me and told me there was plenty of business out there yeah. and that they would refer me their overflow and they have and they've done that wow. for other people since then so it's really cool you know women helping women yeah and they let me come and uh, shadow them and see what they were doing in their in their rig and how things went down and um it's just been really helpful so that's awesome mm-hmm. i'd like to give a, a thank you to the sylvia and tracy at groomer go go 
Northwest 42nd and Western. Yay. They have their own shop now. They don't do mobile anymore, but Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like they But again, they're they're booked up and everybody right. loves them. They're yeah. wonderful people, so they were really good mentors to have. Very cool. Mentors are invaluable. Mentors are amazing. And it everybody, you know, you always hear about how important mentors are, but there seems like there's not necessarily a lot of people who want to invest the time to be a mentor Mm -hmm. so when you come across somebody or some buddies (laughs) who Mm -hmm. do that's really cool that's very generous they have been very generous and you know i also found out that you kind of have to if there's something you want to do you kind of have to get out of your comfort zone and be a pest oh yeah you know i did pester them a few times because they're very busy right yeah uh, true i did kind of pester them that could we have coffee could i Mm-hmm. And then once I had them, they were happy to share stuff right. with me, and we developed a relationship, and we still have a relationship now. But um, you kind of have to advocate for yourself and, and be a little pushy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because obviously, yeah, people, I mean, if they're successful, they're, they're busy. busy. Yeah, they, they have things. And I find out what you can do. <clears throat> can I come watch you work one day? Can I follow you along on your route? Uh, whatever. Where, where, where did you look to when you were first getting started what can I read or they had some uh, videos for me to watch um, there was a book they recommended I buy I mean just nice pick their brains yeah mm-hmm. well those are some great tips for finding a mentor in any any industry mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's how it's done people mm-hmm. bug them no, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so have you like come across anybody that you can mentor like, has anybody asked you to mentor them? No. No? No, I haven't had that experience. But um, I am on a Facebook page for local mobile groomers. Yeah. And um, and local groomers. There's two There's two pages. And that's been a great resource. We kind of mentor each other. Oh, yeah. And refer, refer clients and get feedback and all kinds of stuff. So that's been really helpful. Uh, social media is a great tool. These yeah. days, you know, for continuing education, uh, networking, sometimes just event if you have a rough day. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, <laughs> Facebook is great for stuff. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's like 90, I don't know, 90, but 75% of what people kind of use it for, like, this person, this thing, this situation. Yeah, exactly. So. And it's gotten me out of that because I used to do that with social media and, and or compare myself to other people on social media. Oh, yeah. And get depressed. No. And I found that using it for business and positive things has really been beneficial for me. So now I just look at, I look at cute dogs or I talk <laughs> to people about what kind of tools they like to use. Um, right. And, uh, and I just took like, I just took a continuing uh, education course from a lady in uh, Los Angeles. She is a big time groomer in Los Angeles and she's kind of famous to dog groomers. And she's kind mm-hmm. of famous anyway. She was just on a show on HBO called Hot Dog. Oh, wow. Nice. So she's kind of a celebrity in my circle. Right. She's just Rona, but she did an online course. Oh. Her dogs are just super, super cute. And she, yeah. she's got a lot of tips and tricks for us. So that kind of got me excited again about doing cute dog faces and how I can up my game. So there's always stuff like that. Oh, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the stuff that is out there in nice technologically oh, advanced yeah. days. Oh, yeah. You know, like you can learn to do just about anything. And of course, you mm-hmm. didn't. You went to a school or a mm-hmm. something, so you. But you they know. have online grooming classes. 
Yeah. Some people do learn online. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's anything and everything. People in rural areas or around the world. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Where did you go to school to learn? I went to a local school here, the American School of Dog Grooming. Uh, But there's several places around town. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of, they throw you in the trenches and you just kind of start So these are people that are bringing their dogs in knowing that there's no telling what they're going to come out. Well, there's there's an instructor, hopefully, (laughs) watching what you do. Yeah, like, we can't actually send this dog back out looking like that. Right. (laughs) It's like when you go to the hair grooming schools, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just takes a lot longer when you have a student doing it. Right. I don't know. I went to one of those hair stylist schools, Mm -hmm. and that was a bad experience. Didn't work out? (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm done. (laughs) I appreciate that somebody, you know, they need to learn on somebody, but it's not going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Well, yeah, you are taking a chance. Yeah. So what was the most intimidating part of just making this jump from, what were you doing before? I was a secretary. So I kind of worked in the legal field for about 12 years before that. So that's like 180 degrees different. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so what was the most intimidating part? You know. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was just really, really ready for a change. And yeah. I think I was, in a cosmic sense, led to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from the series of events that I described to you, I mean, we, yeah. we just ended up with those dogs, and then I ended up going to school just kind of for funsies, and yeah, and then I met those ladies. Just so everything just sort of fell into place mm-hmm. without. And then you know, after I met them, I was I was thinking about it. You know, when I when I think there's something I'm supposed to do, usually I become kind of obsessed with it, or I think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. It just sticks in my head, and then I kind of. I keep going back to it, and then everything I read or see, I'm like, hmm, that kind of makes me think I should do this. For instance, when I was thinking about going into mobile grooming, I was reading uh, an article online, and it was just an interview with this lady, Bobby Brown, and Mm -hmm. she um, created a makeup empire. Right. But her thing is that she has, like, lots and lots and lots of different colored um, bases. Okay. Foundations, you know, mm-hmm. for every skin color. And they were asking her uh, what her, and she just started like making them with a friend and it was <laughs> real small. And yeah. now, she, now she's huge. Yeah. And uh, she was asked, what's her advice for people that are starting a business? And she said, well, it sounds cliche, but just do it. You'll make mistakes, but just do it. And just know going in, you'll make mistakes and, mm-hmm. and then just do it. And, and, I took that to heart, and I thought, well, maybe I'll just do it. And I think it was right after then that I ordered the trailer. Yeah. Which I wouldn't have done if I hadn't had the mentors tell me, yeah, you can do that. Because I didn't think, I thought you, I really was pretty intimidated by that aspect of it. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to drive that way. I don't know how to do, do, can I do that? And she said, I didn't either. You'll learn. You can do it. Right. And so that helped a lot. And so I just did it and um, made tons of mistakes along the way. Um, some of them expensive, some of them not. Um, right. But I just did it. And, you know, it's very humbling in the first few years because it's just a learning. And, yeah. you know, learning how to deal with people and learning what people 
want and learning how to deal with animals and learning how to back up a trailer. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably, to me, that seems like that would be the most intimidating part. That is the most intimidating part. I'm still not super good at it. And, you know, watch videos. And if anybody tries to tell you, you will intuitively figure that out. They're (laughs) lying to you. It is not intuitive, huh? And get a good marriage counselor because I'm pretty sure Jeff and I almost broke up over that whole debacle. It, it was ugly. And a neighbor finally got it into my driveway for me. Oh, wow. It, was, it wasn't it was pretty. But, you know, I knew that going in. It wasn't pretty. Right. And, and uh, you know, you're not going to you're not gonna get anything worth having if you're not afraid to just look stupid. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, no, that'll me. stop you from doing almost everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I had to have one of my clients, actually. I said, this is embarrassing, you know, trying to back this thing in sometimes. And I just try to avoid doing it at all yeah. costs. And she said, you know, uh, you're there to help their dog. You're you're not an experienced truck driver. You're not there to look good back in the trailer, and that's not your job. Your right. job is to help their animals. So that helped me put it in perspective. Oh, that's good. That was nice mm-hmm. of her. Yeah, she's real sweet. <laughs> good deal. <laughs> I've had some really cool clients. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you had any, like, clients that you've had to fire? <laughs> <laughs> you laughed. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I've had a few that didn't. Yeah, I've had a few that didn't work out just because. I couldn't handle the dog. You know, the dog was too big or the dog was, you know, the dog was just not good for like insane grooming with one person, you know, probably needed a team. (laughs) 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 And also, you know, one thing I learned, I I kind of actually learned this when I was working in the legal field. Somebody told me this a long time ago and I've really found it to be true. Sometimes it's just not a good fit. Yeah. And it's just like when you meet people that you become friends with, like, Mm -hmm. you know, within a few minutes of meeting them, if you're going to click a lot of times and other people, it's forced, it's work to chat with them and other Uh people, it's just easy. Yeah. So I think it's that way when even, you know, lead with your gut, like, does this feel right or is this just not a good fit? And if it's not a good fit, then just let them find someone that's a better fit for them. That's true. Because, I mean, it's really in their best interest also. You know, not just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or some people just gel with a certain dog better or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But yeah, not to take it so personally. Because I think at first I was like, these are all my friends, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not your friends, they're your clients. Right. And like the first time I raised prices, I lost, you know, a couple of customers and Mm -hmm. I was really bummed out about that. And I was thinking I wouldn't have even done that if I didn't know I was going to lose them, you know. Oh, yeah. and, And you know what? I'm glad I did it now. So you, you right. have to think about the business aspect of it, you, you know, and it's, it's a different mentality when you're used to dealing with people that are your friends versus people that are your clients. It's oh, yeah. You sure. have to do what's best for your own business success, not right. pleasing everybody. And you cannot please everybody. Shockingly, that is true. Yeah, and that's been a big <laughs> lesson. So how many years have you been doing it now? Four. Four Almost years. five. Nice. No, four. Four four years. I, I get ahead of myself four years. Yeah. But that means you've almost made it to the the magical five year mark. You know, that most businesses fail within the first five years. Yeah. And you're you're almost there and your business is booming as good. I understand. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. It's so, flown by. 
That's very cool. So <laughs> is there uh, like a certain a certain breed of dog that you most enjoy working with or that you absolutely will not work with? No, I don't think so. I um, Let's see. No, I like them all. Yeah? Yeah, I like them all. There's some dogs that are just too big for the right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love the big dogs, but... Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a spring chicken, so I try to stay away <laughs> from the huge dogs. But, but I have big dogs myself, and I love them. You know, I have to say my favorite breed is mutt. I love mutt. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I always try to get people to rescue, rescue, rescue. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, you can find, you know, just about any breed. It might not be a pure breed, but you can find just about right. any breed that you like. Um, at the shelters, and uh, there's somebody that needs a home, and um, I just think. They're wonderful, so yeah. I always try to really encourage people to to adopt, don't shop. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I read a, a story about a, a stray in some other state that kept darting into a Dollar General or something and yeah. going to this purple plush unicorn toy, like every, and they'd kick it out, mm -hmm. and then the next time somebody came in, it would dart in again, and... And so eventually they had to actually had to like lock the door so nobody else could come in and then called animal control mm -hmm. and animal control came in and they bought the toy for the dog and then they took it to the pound and they placed it, you know, they took a picture of it with the unicorn and of course the dog was adopted just like that. Cause, you know, oh. and they told the story of the dog and all of that and I'm like, that's every dog needs a gimmick. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> need a gimmick. This mm -hmm. dog does this cute, adorable mm -hmm. thing. But yeah. So, um, do you, just getting back to, <laughs> to your story, how, uh, how do you find new clients? They find me. As, and then again, social media has been huge for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and they'll find you that way. And, um, they'll see you driving around or they'll oh, see you at true. their neighbor's house. Cause your trailer has got a huge wrap around it. Yeah. That's your, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, word of mouth, uh, referrals, uh, word got out pretty quick. And like I said, the ladies at Groomer and Grogo, they started sending people to me. Yeah. And I filled up real quick. And, and you know, social media, I networked with other mobile groomers. And then they would say, hey, I don't service this area. Does anybody else? Oh, okay, yeah. Say, yeah, I give them my number. So that was real helpful. All right. So what area do you do you service? I service Oklahoma City and uh, a little bit of Edmond. Like all Oklahoma? Like Oklahoma City is pretty big. <laughs> like oh, I'm north. sorry, north North Oklahoma City. I, I serve oh, okay. Central and North okay. and, and a little bit of Edmond. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So how many like, other mobile dog rumors are there? I mean, not specific, not exactly, but like in general. There's not that many. I, I was going to say, I don't see. Every once in a while, I will see one mm -hmm. driving around, but mm -hmm. I don't see too many. Yeah, so. I think there's more and more all the time. Yeah. I see new ones all the time that I didn't know about. But I, I would say there's probably 20 or less, unless I'm totally wrong, and I just right. don't know Right, yeah. No, that sounds right. I mean, just because I, I don't see them very often. Of course, I, you know, don't live in the wealthiest of neighborhoods, yep. so mm -hmm. I, you mm -hmm. know, but still. Mm -hmm. So they're, the market is still wide open if somebody yeah. is mm -hmm. like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Well, the pet industry in general and in pet grooming uh, oh, is, yeah. is just... Yeah, booming. Yeah, it's really booming. It's well, a great field to go into, especially if you're young and you have a lot of energy. Right. <laughs> right. So 
with that in mind, are you at any point thinking of like keeping the business but having some like hiring someone to step in and do do it for you? You know, like being the mm-hmm. the owner from afar? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not at the time, no, just because that's a big endeavor taking on employees. Yeah. Um, but I've considered expanding, so you never know. Yeah. But right now I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. You're yeah. very, very cool. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, I'm good. I don't want to take on that whole headache. But mm-hmm. speaking of the headaches of owning a business, what was the biggest surprise to you for owning a business? Well, you got to get a good accountant if you're not into that stuff yourself. Right. Um, so, you know, I the, I hired an accountant and, the you know, taxes. Taxes the first year was a little bit of a, ooh. <laughs> now it's good. I pay month. I pay a, uh, quarterly. Pay regularly, yeah. yeah. So, and it's all, it's all good now. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that aspect of it. Um, that's probably the, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, when you first like start, people will be like, well, you know, when you go into business for yourself, if you take a day off, you don't get paid. Right. That, I mean, I, several people told me that and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I got that, that part. Yeah. I kind of figured that part out, <laughs> but no one mentioned like <laughs> get an accountant. Right. I was going to do QuickBooks. I looked into that and then. I found out that there is literally a course you can take uh-huh. at Francis Tuttle on how to use QuickBooks and quickly decided. <laughs> That's too much. If it was that involved, I didn't <laughs> like, want to mess with right. it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I, mm-hmm. you know, because when I had my virtual assistant business and it was very small and I still was like, that was like the first thing I did. Mm-hmm. Accountant, yeah. here's all my crap, please taxes like i don't want to mess with it i don't even want to read the shit that he sends me i just want to sign it (laughs) might not be the best policy but (laughs) i look it over but i mean it's all great to me tax tax forms really overwhelm me and if you're somebody that's good at that stuff hats off right you know but you just got to find what works for you and that was definitely nice for me having someone do that yeah i feel like that's pretty common especially like with the small business owners i've talked to that is mm-hmm. like one of the first like you know what what was you same question you know mm-hmm. what was the biggest surprise oh money accounting taxes like all of mm-hmm. that for whatever reason people it seems like who are of the mindset the entrepreneurial mindset are not necessarily of the more like analytical numbers mindset oh i know you know so Mm -hmm. they don't even it's like we don't even think about it like that that's a thing you know or if we think about it it's kind of a vague fuzzy over here (laughs) or maybe yeah and and then it happens and it's a surprise and it's like oh like the numbers are important and yeah they really are yeah you want to keep track of how much you're making and how much you're spending mm-hmm. and and um, all that stuff yeah and especially a lot of like creative types they don't want to no oh, yeah totally they not don't their thing do numbers and stuff like that you know yeah. they just want to make the dogs pretty or. or <laughs> Or tattoo, you know. One yeah. of my, our neighbors were tattoo artists, and they said the same thing. Like, the tattoo artists that worked under them would just as soon have them handle all that stuff for them. Oh, yeah. They're just, you know, they're creative types. So. Right. They just want to do the, yeah, they just want to do the thing, yeah. focus on the, and thank God on the pretty. accountants out there. 
Yes, definitely, <laughs> for sure. Um, so when you're dealing with clients, are there things that they do that drive you crazy that you wish they wouldn't do like tips out there for anybody that's getting ready they're thinking about hiring a mobile dog groomer don't do this <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know i think across the board we all say you know brush your dog oh yeah and, and those are those are what we call unicorns people that brush their dog <laughs> but if you're if you're not going to brush your dog then you know understand that the dog will have to be kept in a shorter hairstyle right I think that's just a conversation that i have with people a whole lot that oh, really? i never thought about you know because i've always had dogs and cats my whole life and i've mm -hmm. been bringing home strays <laughs> since forever but um you know we didn't get them groomed regularly and right so it was always like you know they were naked when they came back and it never was a thing for me but a lot of people have very specific ideas about what they want their poodles Oh. Or what they want their dogs to look like. Yeah. And that's another thing is the, the doodle craze. There's mm -hmm. doodles everywhere. Yeah. And they have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of fur. <laughs> and um, they have to be brushed all the time or they have to be kept short. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't, want to don't have time mind. to brush their dog, which is totally understandable. Mm. But uh, you can't brush out dreadlocks. <laughs> So just remember that. <laughs> you either brush them or they will be naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good tip. Yeah. And and just also, we always clip their nails. So you don't, oh. you don't need to ask us to clip the nails. That's standard. Oh, that's standard. <laughs> I didn't know that was standard. Yeah. People people always ask, are you going to clip their nails? Yes, of course. That's, that's very important. That's, I mean... I yeah. guess and grooming, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, when you think of like a dog grooming, you just think of the fur. I think, that, yeah, that's and, funny. You know, and that's like yeah. one of the first things you learn. Like, of course you're gonna clip your nails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I am always grateful for that. I mean, I don't get my dog groomed, but we take we take him to get his nails clipped to yes. the vet because. No one can clip their own dog's nails. No. I'm like, you know, there's that whole, like, if you clip them too short, mm -hmm. they're going to bleed. And they, mm -hmm. like, don't stop bleeding. It's so intimidating when you first yeah. start. Yeah. And, and you like, know, Jeff used to come with me to groom these two dogs that were um, too big for me to handle on my own. And um, he, I would say, well, why don't you clip the nails, you know, and that'd be good practice for you. And it was always like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Should I clip them right here? Clip them right here? What do you... <laughs> <laughs> Finally, yeah, you're like, you don't just want to pick them, and yeah, it's traumatic for everybody. Yeah, and... well, because no dog likes it, and you know, like our dog is like crazy as a loon, mm -hmm. and I mean, he'll sit still, but like the last well, that's time, something. yeah, that is still. something. But the last time we tried to do it at home, I mean, it doesn't cost very much to take him to the vet. It's mm -hmm. just the whole like you got to take him. It's and, a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and so my oldest son. You know, because we had, I bought the little tool nail clipper, yeah. you know, with the little guard on it and everything. And so my oldest was like, well, we'll just do it. And I yeah. was like, okay, I will hold him and you can do it. <laughs> but he did. He he got the click of the nail and oh my gosh. <laughs> and of course the dog yelps and he jumps yeah. and he's all over me. And now he's got like a and sharpened. Blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like sharpened nail. Because whenever you clip him, you yeah. know, there's like shards mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like it was like a thing. And I'm like, yeah, we're never doing this again. <laughs> it's traumatic. Yeah. And it's traumatic. You know what though? Involved. I just, I've seen on uh, social media, mm -hmm. there's a girl around town that that is her whole business. She goes to people's houses and she 
trims her nails for her <gasps> dogs. And guinea pigs and cats. And I've seen her. Yeah. Really? I thought that was a great business idea. That's an insanely good business mm-hmm. idea. What's her name? Her her business name is Podicure. Podicure. Podicure, yeah. I will have to reach yeah, out to her. Yeah, seems like a real sweet girl. I haven't met her, but I've... I've right. She... Uh, seems to have a real love for dogs it comes across on her instagram so. yeah yeah but that's i mean people need that service because before well, yeah, i no, did this 100%. i can't i can't i have to strap up my own dogs and have help sometimes they don't like their nails being clipped yeah no mm-hmm. i and as to say i would rather pay the 20 bucks or whatever mm-hmm. and take them to the vet it's mm-hmm. just the whole like if you, you it's got, traumatic for everybody yeah. it's easier if you do it at home so i think those kind of businesses are are really starting to pop up especially you know with the last year being so crazy i think yeah. people really want to stay home and have people come to them and do things yeah that's so that's ingenious mm-hmm. like that just blows my mind mm-hmm. i mean yeah i could mm-hmm. see how it's totally needed i mean not needed but needed mm-hmm. and it's very she needed. seems to be the first yeah. person who thought about it mm-hmm. around here mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm gonna have to reach mm-hmm. out to her because that's <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear that story mm-hmm. So when you decide on your prices, do you ever, you know, you were talking about people not brushing their dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you price, of course, according to size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do size, you ever like, yeah, mm-hmm. as you say, okay, so you do. Because I was like, so if they have like a really matted dog, do you mm-hmm. charge more? Because you're like, this is mm-hmm. a huge pain. Right. But... Yes. Yes. If they're in real bad shape. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All my clients are on regular schedules, so I really don't have that issue. Yeah. Anymore, but when you first start, yeah, for sure, you, you never know what you're gonna encounter because you're going to somebody's house for the first time, right? Um, and it might be a farm dog that's been outside a lot. Or, oh god, you know, you those just never would, know. You, I could, yeah, I would imagine you would have to take those <laughs> down to the skin. <laughs> I've seen some crazy stuff, but it's satisfying when you get them cleaned up. It's like this dog really needed this. <laughs> you know, those are actually really rewarding though. If you have a little dog that's like like a stray that somebody found that hasn't yeah. been groomed in a long time and you get to make him feel better. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like the people that give uh, haircuts to the homeless people to make oh, them yeah. feel like, mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, Cause you don't think about dogs like not feeling pretty, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like just being aware, but they know when they're, I mean, well, you know it's got to feel they different. They know when the mats hurt, yeah, yeah. and when their nails get too, I mean, their nails can get crazy long, yeah. and they can start growing into their pads, and it can be a problem for them to walk. And Yeah. You know, the Jesus House used to do an event every year. I think COVID kind of oh, messed yeah. that up, but they had an event where all kinds of vendors would come down. There's a pet food pantry oh, that yeah. helps homeless folks feed their pets, mm-hmm. and there's um, some vets around town that help homeless people's take care of their with dogs, their dogs. Oh, and they cool. have some groomers that show up for this it's like a it's like a, a little festival they have and and trim their dogs nails and you know, oh, do wow. some light grooming and stuff like that that's cool yeah because there's definitely a lot of people that have pets that are out on the streets and yeah they need you know a little sprucing too so. right mm-hmm. for sure that's very cool yeah so what's the why i mean you said you've seen some pretty wild things what's the like craziest thing you've seen <laughs> well just lots of lots of poopy butts oh <laughs> <laughs> oh man i won't get into too much detail. no yeah that's fine i think that is clear enough <laughs> it can get pretty out of hand though uh, yeah so do you have to ever do you have to do the this i think it's dogs where they express the 
Yeah. yeah and that's funny because that's how everybody always asks me that question. <laughs> People always go, do you, um, do you do the, <laughs> how do I say this? Do you, <laughs> and I always know what they're saying. Do I express anal glands? <laughs> I've been known to express a few you know, oh, in my day. Is that the, the best part of the job right there? <laughs> <laughs> That's what really drew me in. Right? I mean, is The glamour. It, yes. How could it not? <laughs> when I was in grooming school, there was a girl uh, in the back one day, and all of a sudden I just heard this, ah, ah, <laughs> it touched my lip. <laughs> so the moral of that story is, Never, ever, ever have your face anywhere near when you're doing that. You want to be angled appropriately. Oh, my. There's not enough alcohol in the world to make you feel clean again. No. Oh, my God. That is so disgusting. Uh, And did she run screaming out of the building? Yeah, she did a special dance. (laughs) Glance on my face dance. Oh, that's a new craze. You may be tempted to peek around the corner and see what's going on, but don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. Traumatized. She's not in the dog grooming business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. So in an effort to keep their dogs in decent shape for their groomer, are there any, besides brushing them, are there like, products you usually recommend or techniques or mm-hmm. anything you usually recommend for your your clients besides yeah, just brushing for sure. well brushing is the main thing yeah you know i i point them in the direction of brushes i like online that they can use um you know keeping them cleaned up checking that hiney yeah you know and right. getting them groomed regularly that's the most important thing if, if you're right. not going to do that go on youtube there's plenty of tutorials on there on how to do all that stuff yourself at home if you want to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, just some kind of regular maintenance, um, cleaning, and nail trim regimen for your dog. Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it makes your job easier. And, you know, I have found, though, too, that um, keeping your dog a good weight seems to make a difference and I'm not sure why but when they become very overweight it tends to affect their skin oh really their overall health and their coat yeah huh. it really does make a difference so I've had some dogs that really needed to lose a few pounds <laughs> right and uh, all that stuff got way better when they got on huh. their diet and lost weight so so yeah exercise and good food and moderation which right for all universal Everybody, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right Okay, so normally I ask, who is somebody that you think that I should talk to who's doing something different? However, you did give me the podicure, podicure yeah. lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, She'd be fun. Yeah. So is there like one more person you think she's doing something or he doing something crazy? Doing well, something in, in this vein, of, I was just thinking, you know, there's a animal rescue refuge um called oliver and friends really yeah and, i've not heard of that one and i think it might be not for profit i'm not sure if that fits your yeah no that's fine but i followed them on instagram and they look like they're having 
a lot of fun, but also doing a lot of good. They've got all kinds of animals out there that they rehabilitate and rescue and help. So oh, really? I think they'd be really interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is it for us. So to all my listeners out there, remember our episodes drop every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts itunes and podbean or you can follow us on any of the social media channels we're there and the link will be posted every tuesday we love hearing from our audience so you definitely send us a message and if you know someone that you think we should talk to i would love to hear about it or if you're interested in being a sponsor i would definitely love to hear about that And um, send us a message or you can shoot us an email at rtbokc at gmail.com. 